0: Ah. 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 Si elle apprend que ah. vous ai laissé partir, elle va manger une pendule. C'est ce que je disais. Il est fatigué. Il parle tout seul. Il ne sait plus où il en est. Normal. Il ah. n'aurait jamais dû ah. se marier avec Fanfan. Il aurait mieux fait de rester avec Irène, si quoi. Bonelli, Bianco, Bianco, parallèle, interception, Combeski, Combeski, Bianco, direction du milieu. Attends, attention, Bonelli, Combeski. Bonelli, attention, 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 Hey, dickheads, like a weird solo dickhead making a fool of himself, I am here to bring you some ba-ba-bajo, ba-ba-bajo, yeah, that that kind of and I'm going to do it, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So where do, where do we start? What, how does this uh, problematic event begin? Okay, we start with the production. And uh, to be fair, I, I didn't learn a lot about the production. Uh, apparently it was, it was low budget, but starred a bunch of people that were up-and-comers and a director that was actually up-and-coming until I guess this movie just like fizzled his career. So, uh, the director is Jérôme Beauvais. Beauvais. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry if you're French. I, I apologize for my pronunciations. But I'm doing the best I can. Uh, his biggest movie came prior to this. And it was called Baxter. It was called Baxter. And it was actually the only other Full length feature, he made uh, beyond TV movies after this. Uh, after after he made these movies, he made Baxter and then he made Coufesson d'un Bajo. After he made Baxter and Coufesson d'un Bajo, he went on to do TV movies and uh, episodes of shows basically became a, a journeyman director. The actors, on the other hand, the the main three actors are some of the most prolific actors I've seen outside of voice work. I mean, so we look at the character of Charles in the book, Charlie, but here he's called Charles Richard Boranchard, 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 <laughs> That's the best I can do. Uh, he he was in a ton of movies and is still uh, an actor. The The woman who played Fen-Fen, Anne Brochet, is also a, a very popular actress and was just in the recent indie American movie Show Me What You Got, which is about millennials and, and their sexual proclivities and, and how they're dealing with growing... Older in the modern environment. Which brings me to the the star of the show. Maybe not the brightest point of the book, but the brightest point of the movie is Epoli Gerardo, uh, who is highly prolific in, in French film. And he's the one who played uh, Barjo in the film, which you will know as Jack Isidore in the book. And if I didn't mention it, Fan Fan is of course Faye in in the book. Uh, I mean, I, I would go on, but these these are not like uh, nobodies. This movie didn't come from nowhere. Other than that, the, the, the production, uh, as far as I could research, it was... It, it, I didn't get much. It's obviously not the most popular film, and it is Almost 30 years old, so it was a little difficult to to find, to find information on a on an obscure French film from 1990. What is this? 1992. So that's, I guess, what I have for production. I'm sure David would have tons more stuff, and Anthony would be telling him how boring the shit he said was. But I'm, I'm going to keep this section short and move on to what I think is the most important part of this version of our podcast, which is the comparison. How did the movie stack up to the book? And in this case, I, I hate to say it, but it, it did a great job. Not the best job possible and and it certainly had room for improvement but it basically told the story of the book very well the best parts were the scenes that were verbatim from the book and it it told even the harshest well maybe not the, i mean the obviously the the beating part the tampon part and the uh and the killing of the animals and, and the death of Charlie Charles was the, the those are the hardest scenes, as far as I'm concerned. And they did both of those scenes. They did not shy away from them. You know, he 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 beat Fenfen, and he died a horrible death in front of her. But uh, there were some changes. You know. The order of scenes was very different from from the way it, it it's portrayed in the, in the novel. Um, it's rearranged, you know. The, the some of the more the finer points are are changed to fit more of a a movie environment. That the house doesn't the house is fine. It's not the nightmare house it's portrayed as in, in the book the the badminton scene is much better i think in the movie than the book because you you see this evil behind Fenfen, behind Fei, and it's it's insidious it's seriously insidious she knows he is on the verge of death and she insists that they keep playing and it's in the book but when you see it on screen, you're like, Oh my God, that is horrifying. Uh, and, and the fact that Barjo, the fact that Jack is watching it the whole time, he's on his lawn uh, riding lawnmower. And when I was watching it, I was afraid he was going to run over one of the animals cause he's not paying attention. He's watching them and animals are constantly scurrying away from the lawnmower. Which adds an extra layer of uh, of tension, at least it did to me, that he might run over one of these animals. But uh, he's 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 just hawking, you know, watching Fanfan and Charles play this badminton death game, and of course it ends in in Charlie having his heart attack, ending up at the hospital. which leads, I think, to one of the, the dimmer spots of the movie, which is the fact that Nat doesn't really play a big part and neither does Gwen in the movie. I, I mean, they... Uh, uh, let, let me check here. I think... Uh, so, Gwen is still called Gwen in the movie but Nat is called Michelle. But his... He, he's there. He's present but you don't see much of his struggle. You don't see how he's trying to fulfill the role of Charles while still maintaining his individuality. I mean, he, he basically just sort of rolls over and it's, it's, it's a very different thing. I mean, first of all, uh, Faye and Jack are completely different characters in the movie. Even even Charlie is different in the movie. Uh, they're they're much lighter. They're they're not as intense, uh, scary, bad people. They seem to be trying to do their best. You know, as much as Faye wants to be a socialite star of the story, and as much as Jack wants to. Be uh, behind the scenes, and as much as Charlie wants to be the the boss in charge, you know they they don't portray those roles as well in the movie because they... and maybe this is a, a fault of writing versus uh, versus storytelling in 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 print, is that you you can't you can't portray <laughs> the the uh, charisma and the power of someone as through the the visual medium as you can through words words are just better at portraying people as as superstars as people that that draw other people to them you know despite the the other person's will so i don't think it's fault of the movie but i think they could have done a couple of things differently to make her less human and more of a of a caricature. And I know that sounds bad, but I think that character wanted to be a caricature. Wanted to be sort of like this high and mighty I'm above humanity kind of character. Yet uh she she is portrayed way too humanly by Anne Brochet. Also jack while while we get the fact that he is somewhere on the spectrum obviously like i said in the uh, in the episode it's obvious he's somewhere on the spectrum somewhere not not truly in a healthy place but not far enough gone that he can't function he's too charismatic i mean the 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 way he's portrayed is too likable because he, he, he does all the things. he says all the words you know, that would make him unlikable from the book, but there's, there's just too much charisma. He is not supposed to be that charismatic. He is supposed to be off-putting as a character. And, and it's you know obvious that that, that was not uh, taken seriously in the movie, and it makes sense. Like how can you have a lead character that's so off putting you don't want to see him on screen. But that's exactly what PKB wanted was characters that were off putting. You know, he wanted people that were disgusting and like you wouldn't like them because they made bad decisions. That's what he wanted from his characters. And it's it's obviously hard for any filmmaker to Make that happen um, so as as the story progresses, we do get the uh, alien group. We get Charlie going to the hospital, we get the updates. We do get the scene um, at the amusement park where uh, where nat slash Michelle uh, you know, comes through this epiphany that he is. He is a slave to Fanfan to Faye, uh, and you know uh, all the elements are there, but it does overall the movie does fall a little flat because it's it's just too happy. <laughs> I I know that's hard to say and hard to rationalize, but it is just too happy. The characters are too nice. Fanfan while she has an explosion in the grocery store, she has her tantrum about not meeting Michelle and Gwen, or, you know, Nat and Gwen. She doesn't... She doesn't have that evil backbone that she had. And Jack doesn't have that awkward... Um, off-putting backbone that he had in the book. And Charles is absolutely likable. Like you, you see it from his point of view. Like I have to give her what she wants. That is my goal in life. I mean she, I gave up everything for her and she is my everything. And it, you feel for it. You, you truly feel for it. And I think that's something they got right. Was his his character is probably the best. He says, I'm going to kill her, because she ruined me. And I don't want her to ruin anyone else. And hey, by the way, Michelle, she's ruining you. So, this is how it has to be. So as far as my final thoughts go, I say this movie, would I give it a thumbs up? Yes. I would give it a thumbs up if you're a PKD fan, even if you're not, I think it's a, a very interesting movie, and in that obviously those, those scenes, the tampon scene and the death of the animal scene, are going to have an effect on anyone. While I don't think they they really did a good job, like, they obviously they had an opportunity to, to fulfill the UFO group's you know unfinished story as as we saw in the book it was unfinished like it just ended with yeah i guess it's not gonna happen but they had an opportunity to be like no it didn't happen and this is the result of that or maybe it will happen and we have a future there there were so many ways they could have gone instead they went just like yeah we're gonna go to a certain point and, and ignore it. Oh, oh, the one thing I, I forgot to mention is that they, they had these interludes from a spaceship which told some of the story, gave some background, uh, gave some insights, and it was brilliant. The interludes were some of the best things. I mean, they had some great actor, I can't remember his name, but... He was amazing as this, uh, this very confident, uh, spaceship captain who, who had all the answers and all the characters played a role on that ship. And, oh, oh my God. I can't believe I didn't mention that. It, it was, it was truly brilliant the way they, they put that in there to fill in the gaps of emotion, of, of uh, you know motivation of um, story, there there's everything in there, and it's all supposed to be from uh, from Barjo's point of view. And if I haven't mentioned it, Barjo actually means crazy, which it's not a direct translation. It's not an exact translation from the French, but. Um, I, I like the idea uh, that they they translated crap artist as crazy <laughs> which i don't know made sense to me um so overall yeah they they did a great job with this they had they had five more minutes to to bring it to 90 minutes i think they could have used that extra five to do something they could have used an extra 15 to make it brilliant I think, um, but I think they were unwilling to sway away from the the written text, uh, and that, I think many people will will appreciate that that they weren't willing to like inject their own opinions or or fix things, as I often say, fix things that are wrong with the with the book. As it's written, uh, I, I mean, I know the other guys were not interested in not in seeing this film, and I just I don't understand. Maybe it's my literary background coming back to haunt me, of course, because I know David saw nothing but PKD's history in this, and of course Anthony saw nothing but boredom. <laughs> as he, as he tends to in, in certain novels. Uh but to me it was I mean this the book and the movie were alive. So our 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 next section is would would PKD like it? Would he consider this a good movie based on his material? And I have to say no. I don't think he would. Uh it lacks the romance that he he portrayed in the novel. It lacks the other side. I mean, we can see it as people, uh, you know, viewing a movie. We can we can inside our heads understand that uh, you know Fen, Fen is is infatuated with Michelle and stuff like that, but. It, it misses the parts with, uh, with Jack and Gwen. It misses the parts with uh, a bunch of the parts with Charles and, and Faye fighting. Um, but it, but you, don't, you don't get the sense of passion, which is weird for a French film, right? You, you don't get the sense of passion that I think PKD felt when he was writing this this was all about fear and passion it was all about his fears of of failing in this relationship and it manifested as this book where where you know Anne was portrayed as the villain that's how he he manifested his fears um but in in the movie they it it doesn't come across as well. It's there, but it doesn't come across as well as it does in the movie or in the book. And I don't think uh, Dick would appreciate that element not being at the forefront. And then the next item on our list here would would I do it any different? Normally, would we do it any different? Um... Yeah, I, of course. I would do it slightly different. I would have gone, I mean, it's an indie movie, but I would have gone full indie. I would have gone, like, deep into these relationships. I would have shown the the hatred, the the, the fear, the, the absolute uh, imbecilic lack of knowledge of Jack, uh, you know his lack of awareness is, is what makes Jack who he is, you know, and, and Charlie's, uh, anger makes him who he is, and Fan Fan's, uh, constant striving for something new, different, made her who she is, FaZe, and Nat slash Michelle should have been, uh, you know, uh, much more a part of the story. So yeah, it could be done better, but like it's it's done pretty well. So if I had to give it a rating, I would give it, I guess, uh, three and a half dead horses out of five. So what do we have upcoming? Boy, howdy! <laughs> this is a this is a conversation unto itself, right? So I still have, you know, I still have one of Anthony's videos to put out. I still have a couple of Hugo's videos to put out. Plus I have all kinds of uh, videos to transfer to YouTube. Uh, I have episodes we've, we've shot recently. I'm, I'm, I'm well behind. I will say that if you support the Patreon, it would help in that process, but you know, uh, I, I I appreciate you. I appreciate our audience, and I'm I'm thankful that you're out there. I think I'm thankful that you listen. I hope you enjoyed this episode, even if it was just me ranting about a a movie that probably no one cares about and no one watched, and a book that not many people actually like (laughs) and uh, stay paranoid keep it paranoid